If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Ogando, here with the amazing Amy Walker, my co-host. Today, we're talking about why women lose in hustle culture. First of all, everybody loses in hustle culture. Let's start there. Okay, but we're going to talk today specifically about how this particularly affects women and how women lose in hustle culture. Right, Amy? Yes. I want to share a story that's not related to hustle culture, but when I was um, teaching, I don't think, I don't know if we've ever, I've ever told you this. Do you know that I used to teach ESL back in the day? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes there's things that I'm like, have we really told each other Mm -hmm. everything about our lives? (laughs) And then you have a Monica in your head and I have an Amy in my head. I guess the answer is yes. Yes. But when I was teaching ESL, I was in this small district who had never had ESL students before. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden these families, they they got like four families that moved in at the same time. And so I was teaching all of the kids because I taught at the elementary, the middle school and the high school. Mm -hmm. That's how few ESL students they had. And, um, the teachers were like, you have them for an hour a day. So you're going to teach them their math, their history. You're going to teach them the English language plus science plus English, like everything. You, you're you the ESL person. And I was like, no, that's not how it works. Like they're in your classes all day. I have them for one hour a day. Yeah. Um, and some of them, like the elementary kids, I only suffer like one hour a week. Mm-hmm. So I remember having this conversation with, um, especially in the middle school, and in the high school, having this conversation with them where I was like, you know, here's some things that you can do to help them. And I remember the audacity of the teachers to be like, you expect me to change my entire teaching style in order to make it better for two students. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm telling you things that are going to make it better for all students. Things like having hands-on demonstrations and not just sending them to read in a textbook, but actually having discussions Mm -hmm. or doing, um, like teaching something and then having them read. Like Mm -hmm. I'm talking about things that make it better for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the crux of this conversation of hustle hustle, culture. Mm -hmm. Hustle culture does not work for women. But when you create the context that does work for women, it actually works better for everyone else. Mm -hmm. So let's make some changes, my friends. Okay. So Monica, Tell me what you, what are your dislikes about hustle culture? Okay. First, also, let's just talk about, there's a dysfunctionality. Is it, this isn't a preference. This is a dysfunction, right? So <laughs> we, we want to start there with our language. Maybe, maybe that's the thing where I want to start is that uh, just notice how much of our language decenters um, the feminine mm-hmm. or villainizes minimizes, infantilizes the feminine. So I've been in certain areas or certain companies that are very male dominated, for example. And when there is ever a suggestion uh, 
to bring in intuition or emotional intelligence. It's like, oh, you're going soft, you're going weak, you're going mm-hmm. you know, woo-woo or whatever, right? And it's like, did you know that feelings and intuition are human qualities? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking you to become an alien. I'm asking you to become more of yourself. <laughs> so we that's the first thing that how it doesn't work, uh, hustle culture doesn't work for women is that it, it inherently villainizes, minimizes, infantilizes, diminishes, and mocks the feminine itself. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times for women, we tend to suppress our feminine qualities um, and and bring up our masculine qualities because everybody has both. Everybody has masculine and feminine qualities. Yeah. Um, but women tend to minimize, everybody tends to minimize our feminine ones because that's not what's celebrated in this culture. That's, that's mm-hmm. number one where I would begin. And it begins also with, where that starts is also with our language, how we talk about it, how we refer to it right. um, is the first hint that we have that is like, oh, maybe this isn't so desired. I mean, even start with our children. When when we're playing around, when we're horsing around with our kids, um, with boys, they're like, oh, you're being like, such a girl. Like, we don't know what being a man is, but we know don't be a girl. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we start with language in the ways in which hustle culture doesn't work for women. That's the first place that I would go. The second place that I would go is that everything, listen to me well, everything in this planet functions in seasons and cycles. Yes. Everything. Fish, <laughs> men. <laughs> It's not just women. It's not just the moon. It's mm-hmm. not just the ocean. It's not just the seasons, you know, of winter, spring, summer, and fall. Oh, yeah. Right. It's called. No, it's, it's everything, right? And so when we ignore those seasons, you insert frustration that you don't have to volunteer for. Right. So in your business, sometimes there is an up and there is a down. There is mm-hmm. a lull in energy. And when you think you have to be running, running, running all the time, that level energy could feel like failure. It could feel yeah. like, oh, the clients aren't coming or, oh, you know, I'm doing something wrong. It could just be you need to sit down for a minute. But if you don't yeah. understand cycles, if you don't understand seasons, um, then you think you always have to go, 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 which is endemic to hustle culture. And nothing on this planet works that way. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, when you talk about men have a cycle too, they do their hormones reset every 24 hours. So the whole culture of work, this like nine to five, um, every day is the same. You take a couple breaks, a couple times a year. That is a system that works really well for men's biology. Like mm-hmm. they have their energy cycles where they have a certain, they have the same amount of energy every day during the same times, and then their energy will dip. And then every once in a while they need a vacation, right? That's exactly what our work culture is. Well, Women and are also really for, different, men, though. for men that have families, for men that have wives at home. <laughs> right. Taking care of everything. Right, so let's, right. let's look at, let's look at women. Um, and there's two things I want to look at here. I want to look at our actual workload mm-hmm. and then I want to look at our biology. So our right. actual workload is that when I get done with work, I do different kinds of work. And before I start work, I do different kinds of work, especially during the school year. Um, you know, during the school year, like I'm up early because I have to get a few things done to be functional before my kids are up. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get the kids ready for school and then they leave for school and I do a little bit of cleanup and I do have a very helpful husband. So super grateful for that. So when I get done with work, I have to do different kinds of work. 
Um, before I start work, I have to do different kinds of work. So especially this shows up during the school year, but I have to be up early so I can get a little bit of functionality in place before my kids are up. And then I have to get my kids ready for school. And then after they leave, then I have to do a little bit of like clean up the, you know, tornado that just hit. And then I do my work. And then when I get done with my work, then I drive kids around. I go to all of their activities. We do dinner. We do all of these different things. And so there's not that sense of I just work and then I'm free the rest of the time. Our our actual functional work hours are the majority of the time that we're awake, especially depending on the season of your life, right? Yeah. And I, I And again, that's where we're talking about cycles. There are seasons of your life where the majority of your time is dedicated to really you're on the move. And so if we're trying to hustle culture approach, hustle culture preaches, push, 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 give it everything now so that down the road, you don't have to work quite as hard, like push the limits. Well, if you're pushing the limits, you don't have the rest that men do where they get done and they're just kind of like done, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, The other thing is our biology is so fascinating. And for those of you who have been following the podcast for a while, you may have seen the interview that we did with Kayla Osterhoff, who is a leading researcher in women's biology and how that affects our our leadership styles, our cognitive abilities, because four times a year or four times a month, we have a different set of hormones running through our body. It's a different chemical makeup that affects our cognitive abilities. So there's a time of the month, which is our menstruation, where we're really good with intuition and retrospection. And we're really good at kind of evaluating where things are at and where they're working, where they're not working. Then when we're um, the phase right after, which I think is luteal. Luteal. Yeah. So luteal, we're, we have higher energy and this is where we're really productive and we're really focused and we can really go after things and get things done. And we have a lot of drive. Mm -hmm. And then we have our ovulation phase where charisma is our superpower. And um, we are good at negotiations and we're good at presentations and we are like, we're just charismatic um, and attracting people to us. And then we have our follicular phase where the energy level starts to go down again. And um, I can't actually remember what that one is. I'd have to look it up, but you guys can go back to the older podcast and listen to that episode because it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we look at hustle culture, hustle culture causes us to act like we're in one phase all of the month when we're really only in that phase for a few days. Um, And the rest of the month, we are abusing our body by forcing it to move in a way that is not actually good for it. And this is why women are so prone to burnout. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not saying men don't get burnout, but I feel like when men get burnout, it can be solved by vacation, right? Like (laughs) they can take a break and they can reset and then they can come back and reprioritize. When we go into burnout, sometimes that's months of trying to heal your adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes that's like you literally start getting like autoimmune problems and your health starts to break down. And we're like, why can't I just push through this? It's because you're killing your body by not honoring the different needs that it has. So a much better flow for us than hustle culture is actually flow and allowing ourselves to be honest at what we have to give each day and accepting that. And what is so funny is we're, we feel like we're going to miss something by going slower. Like, ah, but if I don't go fast, 
I'm going to miss out and I won't get what I want out of life. No, you'll, because you'll be able to go so much farther. And this is one of my mantras that I've had in my business since the beginning. And I tell my clients is that I am in business for the marathon, not the sprint. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to run so fast that I get exhausted and then need to take, you know, a a week-long recovery in order to get myself back in the game. Mm -hmm. Like I am pacing myself so I can go the distance. And that is different for me each day. So I have to be honest. I have to look at the day and be like, what do I have to give? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've tried to start aligning my schedule as well, where I give myself um, like my planning days and my rest days and my like no people days, but lots of thinking and evaluation days during menstruation. And then my event days, that is awesome to do during ovulation because boy, are you charismatic. Yeah. And then when I need to launch a new product project, like I'm, I'm trying to start making that shift, which I mean, thank heavens as women that are entrepreneurs, we actually can do mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for us. Um, now Kayla's doing great work with like working in court with big corporations, trying yeah. to teach them how to get a more conducive environment for the women that work with them. And um, honestly, the flexibility of allowing us to be able to choose how we flow our own schedules, again, is better for everybody. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like men wouldn't benefit from this as well. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Everybody, everybody benefits. Right. And so the, the conversation, and by the way, I um, I'm correcting myself because after menstruation, the next one is follicular and follicular, then ovulation yeah. and then luteal. So I just, I just wanted to get that on the record. Um, And I may have said the, basically go look at Kayla's stuff and listen to that earlier episode because (laughs) the principle, while true, the actual facts may have been a little mixed up. Right. Right. (laughs) We're going off of memory. (laughs) Um, The other thing that I want to say about that hustle culture thing is also that um, the, there are certain levels certain layers of intelligences and certain layers of labor that are required to just be a human being, to just be in family, to be in community, that some of it is invisible, right? We've, we've heard about the invisible labor that happens at homes, et cetera. Uh, And some of it is just invisible and unrecognized. And we only talk about it when we take it out of the equation. Like you have no idea how much mental and emotional labor goes into planning family holidays, family vacations, you know, uh, the, the appointments that the kids have to go to birthdays or to go to, birthdays, and bar mitzvahs and all this other stuff that happens just to be in relationship and in community with one another. Somebody's got to plan that. Somebody's got to think about what everybody else needs. This one has this allergy. This one can't be there until tomorrow. This one, that, you know what I mean? And so that kind of planning and that kind of mental load that mm-hmm. other for the most part in this society, women are the ones that bear the brunt of that mental load and don't have anywhere else to put it except other women um, is also part of what happens in that, in that burnout. It's not Mm -hmm. that you don't have the capacity to do the work at work. It's that you have that your capacity is being stretched because you do the work at work and then you do the work everywhere else. Yeah. And then there's this weaponized incompetence that happens sometimes among partners. It was like, well, you just tell me what to do and I'll help you. It's like, yes, but you understand that you saying I'll help you implies that this is my, this role. is my job <laughs> and that you're stepping into something that I somehow can't handle by myself when I wasn't supposed to handle it by myself in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Flashback. Sorry. 
trauma response, trauma yeah, trigger right, right here. Right. <laughs> so the conversations then need to be number one about honoring the flow of energy. But number two, we have to be okay with the fact that no time in history were we ever supposed to do anything alone. Mm-hmm. We learn in community, we thrive in community, we yes. raise children in community, we love, marry, and all. that's why we have a wedding to begin with, because you're bringing in right. to your union. And so the conversation then needs to be, number one, honoring your cycles, but number two, how do we do this in collaboration and in community so that everybody wins and so that you can leverage your geniuses that you have other people? Because mm-hmm. listen, if you wanted me to be in charge of domestic duties, we will have a dirty house. Me too, actually. Unless. <laughs> Not my gift. Because I, but I have a wallet though, and I can pay somebody else to do it. And I know exactly mm-hmm. what I need. I, I'm very picky about the cleanliness of my house. Just don't ask me to be rubbing toilets. We, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so when you can leverage other people's gifts, you also amplify the economy. You're actually creating jobs. You're actually leveraging other people's gifts. And then in that way, everybody does get to win. It's not okay, I wanna, as I wanna, corny as people make it sound. I want to point out one more thing here. Um, would you consider me a lazy person? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, right? Do you know how many times I got called lazy growing up because cleaning is not in my gifts? <laughs> wow. I'm not yeah. good at it. Right. I, I'm liter- like I'm literally not good at it. I'm so good at organizing ideas, but organizing stuff. Mm-hmm. I walk into a room and I put pick up three things and then I go to put those away, but then I see something else and then I am like forget where I was going and why I was going there. And it takes me forever. And then I get to this point where I'm like, it's done because I don't know what to do with these things. There's no place for them. Like it's not my gift. And so I do think that this is another thing as women that if we didn't have traditionally feminine gifts, I also am really not good at decorating. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm not good at crafting. Like there's a lot of things that I'm just not good at. Mm -hmm. And there were sometimes when we were younger judgments placed upon our femininity um, because we lacked those qualities that then made us gravitate more towards masculine because that's where we could win. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we confuse our skills with our needs. So I have spent many years in the masculine energy um, because I'm really good at a lot of masculine skills, um, problem solving, math, science, um, organization of ideas and people, getting projects done, telling people what to do. Like I can keep an event on track, like nobody's business, right? And so Uh I have all of these like kind of masculine skills, which made me think this is where I win this is where I need to spend my time because all is over here, not really too good at it. And there's a difference between what you do and how you do. Mm -hmm. So I can do all of those things in masculine energy and burn myself out, or I can do all of those things in feminine energy and enjoy it, have more fun. Everybody else has more fun and it thrives. So just keep in mind, if any of you had that experience where your femininity got a little judged and so you went the other direction, it's not just what you do, it's how you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point. Absolutely. And I'm not lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not lazy. Anyway. Uh, well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of your circle of influence podcast. We absolutely love having you here. Make sure that you leave us a comment. Um, if there's anything you want us to talk about in future episodes, let us know and connect with us online. I'm at Amy Walker coach on Instagram and Monica is at Monica Ogando. We'll see you all soon.
Thanks, everybody.